0: Welcome to Radical Life, all of you wonderful listeners. I'm so excited to start a series on the attributes of God. Rick won't be joining me because this kind of is my baby and something that I love so much. I don't know why, but I invest in love thinking about God and who He is. I have been this way for about 20 years. It started when a lady at our church in Washington State was teaching people how to put a prayer notebook together. And she had one that was for every week, but I decided to do one that was for a month. So every day of the month, I had a section on repentance, thinking about my sins, uh, different people that I would pray for every day in my family and friends. I wrote down things that God did that were significant, significant revelations he had in my life. But at the very top, I had a Bible verse, and I believe I got those Bible verses from her that talked about God's names, his characteristics. Uh She had one in El Shaddai, provider, different things like that, and I had them all laid out. I had found a list somewhere with extra Bible verses, and I would read those verses one a day, every month, and I did it for so many years. I found other lists along the way that had God's attributes Put in an alphabetized way. So I did that and adapted it over time. So I went through A through Z, and I wrote them down. And I was singing songs in a choir. And one of the songs was, you are King of Kings, you are Lord of Lords, you are the living God. Uh, Those aren't the exact words. But all of those were about Jesus. And I'm like, I've been Learning about the attributes of God all these years. I should do attributes for Jesus too. So I started writing those down and thinking of words I could use that would work for him. Thought of the cross. I thought that he's our good shepherd. So I got creative in, in looking up different words for Jesus, every letter of the alphabet. And then again, over time, I was hearing something about the Holy Spirit and thought, Oh, man, how can I leave the Holy Spirit out of this? He's a part of the Trinity, the glorious Trinity. So then I went through and find a whole bunch of verses on the Holy Spirit and tried to put them all in order. You know, he's the spirit of wisdom, W. He's He's the spirit of uh, revelation, R. And I just wrote them out and researched. And, and then after that, I thought to myself, wow. How should we respond to the glorious triune God? So I thought we should respond with our attitude. We should give generously. G. <laughs> we know we have the victory V and just different things like that. So I started to write verses how we should respond to this triune God. And then finally in my journey on this, I thought about the church. And I created an alphabetized words for the church, that we should be united and that Christ is the head of the church. And we should, the, Jesus said his church be a house of prayer. P. So I went through and did all of that. So I had five different alphabetized lists. And it's just been so neat. I have use them in my devotional I would do maybe one of a time I do all the God ones and then the next month I do all the Jesus ones sometimes I'll just do the whole letter A one day the whole letter B the next day I've gone through different cycles as I look up verses and I'm always changing the verses that I use oh I like this verse better and when I studied and found different verses it was really fun I don't know if you've ever done a study of the Bible but it was Really fun to go back in a concordance and look up different words and and find that, wow, I didn't know that verse existed in talking about this characteristic of God. I didn't know that Jesus was this. I'll add this one, too. It's just been a really fun journey. Part of the journey, though, was at our church, we did a uh, study on an A.W. Tozer book, he's also done a book on at the attributes of God. But this particular study was on knowledge of the holy. Um, I recommend it to everyone. It's a small book with fairly short chapters. And those are actually my favorite kind of books. And we would read the chapter and come together and discuss it. And it absolutely, dramatically, radically changed how I viewed God. It was incredible. It expanded my view of God. God got bigger. He got so big in my life. And a lot of us, we put God in a box. But this really just busted open the sides of my box when I read Knowledge of the Holy. There's a quote, and it's not in the book, but there's a very famous quote that he writes. And it says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What comes into your mind when you think about God? However it is, what you think about Him is the most important thing about you. What you think about God actually affects so much of your life. It affects the decisions you make. It affects how you view others how you view your life, how you view your purpose in life, what you think about God is the most important thing about you. For example, if you think God is limited in his resources, when you are in a financial need, will you go to God in prayer? No, you don't really think he can help you financially. Maybe you think he can help you in one area, but not another area. So you won't go to him and you won't trust him with your finances. If you think he doesn't care about you, then you won't. Why would you want to go to a cod who doesn't care about you? If he feels distant and far away, you won't want to put your trust in him. If you don't think he has any power, that maybe he used to have power, but he doesn't have power today that his power is limited, then it is going to affect how you view him and how you live your life. And maybe you just think he's too busy. He's up in the sky somewhere and, you know, he doesn't have time to help me in my details of my day. And if that's what you believe about God, then you're just feeling you got to do life on your own. And you just won't go to him. And it really does affect how you pray and what you do in your day. Some people don't even believe he exists. If you don't even believe he exists, that radically affects how you live your life. So I'm really hoping in this study of God's attributes that it expands your box of what you've got to believe. I'd be interested to know what you believe about him. Because if you really do believe he's mean or he's distant or he doesn't care or he has no power, well, if that is God to you, I wouldn't want to believe in that either. But you may find that what you've been believing about him all your life is wrong. Very Wrong. And when you find out how he really, truly is, it will change you. It will just change your perspective on everything. Now, I remember asking someone once, can you know God? His immediate answer was no, you can't know God. And I was like, yes, you can. I mean, it depends on what you mean by that question. You feel like, do can I know God in his entirety? I guess the answer is no. But God actually says a lot about himself. And what I want to show you through this is we're going to look at God and how he reveals himself in many different ways. First off, I believe he reveals himself in creation. If you look at creation, and the Bible even says he reveals himself in the things that he has made. If you look at creation, you will see God in creation. And Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if you want to know who God is and what he's like, look to Jesus. Because Jesus is an exact representation of his being. Jesus did nothing, he said, out of the Father's will. He said not even a word out of his mouth. He spoke every word that came from God. So if you want to know about God, look at Jesus. Another way, of course, is his word. He says so much of who he is in his word. You say you can't know him, that's not true because you can know who he is in his word. He might, maybe even when we get to heaven, we won't even know everything about him, but he has revealed a lot about himself in his holy word. And then finally, I do believe he reveals himself within our heart. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a follower, then the Holy Spirit has entered your heart. There are verses that say that God has put eternity in our hearts. And since God is eternal, he's put that eternalness in us. So we can know God by... Having that and the fact that the Holy Spirit's in you. The Holy Spirit is a part of the triune God. And it says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit only speaks what he's told to speak. And he reveals what he's told to reveal to us. So you can know him through the spiritual revelation of the Holy Spirit in your heart. We aren't going to truly be able to fathom it all. Because I don't think our minds are capable of fathoming how great he is. He's beyond our understanding. He says, my ways are not your ways. And that's my next important part. He is not like anyone on earth. He does not work as other people work. Other people let us down other people betray us other people are not there for us other people lie to us other people make mistakes other people are one day one day and then they're a different way another day that's not how god is he isn't if you've had a bad father he's not a bad father he's not like your father at all i mean we're all made in his image but if you've had a bad father None of our fathers are perfect. Even if you had a really great father, they're not perfect. But God is perfect in all his ways. And another thing I'd like to explain to you that I learned in A.W. Tozer's book, that when we talk about an attribute of God, what is true about one attribute will be true about all the others. And this is what I mean. For example, if God is eternal, then his faithfulness is eternal. His love is eternal. They aren't separate. His eternalness, his faithfulness, and his love aren't three separate things. They are all God, and they are all interconnected. If he's unlimited, without measure, then all his attributes are also unlimited without measure. That includes his resources, that includes his knowledge, that includes his power is unlimited and without measure. They aren't individual parts of his attributes. They're all one. Love isn't one part of him. It's all-encompassing in all that he is. My favorite characteristic of God is he's immutable. And I don't have that under the letter I. I have it under the letter U because I needed infinite to be the letter I. So I use the word unchanging and unchanging is how God is. It never changes. I love that about my God because it just gives me this unbelievable firm foundation to stand on. I can Always rely and trust that God is a certain way. I can always rely he's going to keep his promises. I can always rely that he's always with me. I can always rely that he is going to be my provider and meet my needs. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fret and be anxious because he's 100% unchanging and reliable in who he says he is. Now, when I go through these attributes, I want to explain a little bit that I had to be creative. For example, under the letter F, I said that God was a faithful father. I had to use two words because I had to use faithful, but I had to use father too. So luckily, they were both uh, started with the letter F. And I said that Jesus was friend, that we talked about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that there's fellowship in church, and I had to use the word for gift. So certain words I just had to use. And if there were other words like family or forever, instead of forever, I used eternal. I had to move things around and look for synonyms of words. For example, with the word big, uh, I could use big for the letter B, but I desperately needed a V word for God. So I ended up looking up synonyms for big and came up with the word vast. And I found vast Bible verses, too, to use. So that's what I mean why I had to be creative. And I had to move things around so that it fit. And I had a different, my goal was to get a different word for God. And if you hear me go through the alphabet, and think, well, why didn't she use this word or that word? That's probably why, or maybe I didn't even think of it. And I would love to hear your input on other words that match that letter of the alphabet or other verses. Some, there were so many verses, I just had to whittle the verses down to certain ones that really touched my heart. You can Google a lot of references if you want a list. And I have created a list, and at some point I will... Put it together and try to have it available for folks that you can use as devotional. If you don't want to do all the work, I've done a lot of the work for you. I have several goals that I'd like to express to you that I want to accomplish in talking about the attributes. First off, I just love them, and I hope you feel that in me. He's worth talking about. There is a verse that David said in the Psalms. David was kind of in the business of making sure each generation knew about who God was, his glorious splendor, his majesty. He meditated on God's wonderful works and who he was, and he wanted to tell others of the power of God's awesome works. He wanted to proclaim it, and as king, he could, but we can proclaim. Claim it to our friends and family. Don't keep it in how great God is. When you hear these attributes, tell somebody about them. I want you to be moved by hearing God's attributes. When I would study about some of his attributes, it created emotion inside of me. And I know it's the Holy Spirit moving me with emotion. When I think of the awesomeness of God, there's emotion behind it. And you are going to sense and feel emotion when you learn about him, when you hear about him, when you see him in creation. Aren't you moved when you see something creation and it is like awe inspiring? Well, so will you feel it when you are learning about all his other attributes. I want you to know him more. I want you to have passion for him. I want your box to be completely broken so there are no sides to your box because God cannot be put in a box. There's no box to be put him in. He is like totality. He fills every empty space. He is so enormous. I really want you to know him more through this. I want you to say yes that I will put my life in the hands of this God that I'm learning him to be. I couldn't put my life into the hands of the God I thought he was, but I can put my life in the hands of who I now believe him to be. So I'm looking forward to going on this journey with you. I hope that you will take the time to listen to the different podcasts, listen to who he is, and just get to know more about him. Thank you so much for taking the time to go on this journey with me so that we can glorify the Father's name just as Jesus did. He spent every moment and every opportunity while he was on this earth to tell about the Father, to tell about why God sent him. God sent him because he loved the whole world. He didn't want us to perish. He wanted us to have eternal life. So he sent his beloved son that we would be saved. That's who God is. He gave his only son who died brutally on the cross so that we can have eternal life with him. He removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. That just describes again how he's infinitely all east, all west. There's no end to either side. That's God. Living a radical life with Jesus means glorifying the Father and all his attributes. Thank you for listening today to Radical Life Support and the Attributes of God. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your friends and family to help us get the word out. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can download all of our podcasts through the Spotify app. If you have any questions or input or prayer requests, you can email us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. We'll start our first Attribute of God next time, beginning with the letter A. Talk to you then.